What's up guys? Today's video is all about how to successfully manage multiple areas within your life at the same time. This is such an important area because so many people, in fact, I would say most people really struggle to do this. Keep the plate spinning in all of the important areas for them. But on top of that, being able to work towards the goals that are important to them to drive their life forward more in line with what they ultimately want. This is an area that I've spent many years working on because I think it is so important. If you get this dialed down, then you're really gonna be able to live much more in line with your full potential. And so many of my clients, my friends, my family, I see this as such an important area. And an area people spend much time trying to get their head around getting nailed. So guys, if this is an area that you find useful and you wanna do better in as well, stay watching. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Yes, today's video, we're gonna get into how we can successfully manage multiple areas at the same time. I'm gonna go through five key areas in which to be able to do this. So what are those five? Number one, self-awareness. Understand how we operate and other people because we're not a silo. Other people are very similar to us, so we're gonna get a lot of learnings from that too. Secondly, vision. Having a clear purpose and a way in which we're wanting to move forward in our life. Third, having specific goals to work towards that lead into that vision, but making a clear distinction between that and maintaining the day-to-day -day of our lives. Fourth, having effective systems that we follow that support us, that work in line with how we think and operate. And then lastly, five, time. Taking control over this important area rather than having control take over you. So let's jump in. First area, self-awareness. Guys, I would say, if you get anything from this video, this is the most important area because we can talk about tactics and strategies and things that work for people to, to be more productive. But if you don't understand how your mind works and how minds generally work, then you're not going to really understand how the, why these systems work or why one system might work for you, but another will, okay? In your mind, there are many different things going on and each of those areas have priorities. Now, sometimes those priorities work together and it's all good. But other times, one part of your brain is telling you to go right and another part of your brain is telling you to go left. And when that happens, we get this conflict, we get frustration because it find, we find it hard to make a decision. We find ourselves doing things that we don't wanna do. And we ask ourselves, why? Why is this happening? And that is why. Because different parts of our brain are fighting to make a decision at the same time. And when that happens, the strongest part of the brain wins gets the result and then the other part gets frustrated. Now the trouble with that is the area that tends to be the strongest is the chimp part. The part of the brain which is you're kind of born with, they're like impulses and instincts. So a key part of that area is to survive, 
to stay comfortable, to not expose yourself, to don't not expend energy unnecessarily. So that part of the brain is always trying to stay small, be lazy, not do too much, fearful of things that are unknown. And that is a really important part of us and in many ways can be really, really helpful and it stops us getting into really difficult situations, very dangerous situations. But that left untapped can prevent other parts of our lives doing well and us fulfilling our potential and what we actually want from life. So if we understand that, instead of trying to fight it with willpower, which is very difficult because it's a very strong part of our brain, if we understand it, recognize it and play to it and manage it and, and, and work around it, we're gonna get a lot more from ourselves, okay? Even just simply understanding that and when something comes up for us, recognize it's coming from that part of our brain and then think, well, what's that part of our brain wanting? How do we acknowledge that part of the brain and give it what it wants while still being able to give the other parts of our brain what it wants too? So if, we're, if a cake is presented to us and we don't want to eat the cake because we're on a diet and we want to stay fit and healthy, but that part of our brain's wanting to eat it, what do we do? Well, we, we've got to think, well, how do we acknowledge that part of the brain? Can we say you can have a cake once a week or after you've done certain things or help explain to that part of the brain why yes we could have it and we'd feel good but ultimately overall that wouldn't work out for us right it wouldn't uh it wouldn't get us what we ultimately want in the long run okay so first get that self-awareness understand how we think and everything else is going to be a lot easier Secondly, our vision. Many people I find go out and they're constantly got a to-do list or things that they're trying to manage and complete. And they're running around trying to tick things off the to-do list. Now, the trouble with, I think, why that doesn't work is because it all just feels a bit pointless. You just wake up every day thinking, I've got this to-do list of things I need to do. And every time I tick one off, two more come on and it just feels like what's the point but at the same time we kind of want to have our lives mastered and be all over it and feel like you know we're in control so we you know go through phases of trying to tick things off to do the to-do list and, and do well but deep down we're thinking to what end and that's because we don't have an ultimate vision in our life, or at least some people don't. And that can be really dangerous because if we don't have that, we tend just to float along. And being caught up in other people's visions, if we don't have control in our lives about where we want to go, other people will give us that direction for us. And that direction may not be in the best direction for us. So key second area is really have a clear vision for what you want. What is your purpose? What is your direction life? Where do you want to be going? So important for the way human minds work is it, it's, it wants meaning. Man's Search for Meaning is a very famous book. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it by Viktor Frankl. It really covers this area well. 
the, the mind is constantly looking for meaning. And if you don't give it meaning, it will find itself meaning. So very important way is to, to get the most from ourselves is to think, well, what do we want from our lives? And then if everything is flowing towards that, we're going to be pulled towards what we need and want to be doing in life rather than having to constantly push, oh, I've got to do this, oh, I've got to do that. If I've got a clear vision that I'm really bought into, then all of these other things that I know I need to do, I'm just going to get it done because that vision is so strong for me. I've got so much strength in wanting to achieve that vision. A really clever way to make that vision even stronger and having that even bigger pull to just get all these things done in our lives is to make the vision big. And it can be big by encompassing more people. So rather than the vision just being you, your vision being your family, your friends, the world, the bigger the amount of people that affects, the more the brain is more likely to get pulled towards achieving it. The other way is just simply through importance. If you feel like that vision that you have is just so vital, it's, it's life or death if you, if you achieve that vision, that if you get that vision, so much is going to come from it, right? If you have that, you're going to be driven towards achieving that vision so much more. And again, everything that you know you need to do to make that vision happen will just naturally occur rather than constantly having to make it happen. You know, look at the most successful people in the world, the ones that are constantly just managing so many different areas, you know, and just doing so much in their lives every day. Look at those people. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee 99% of those people have a huge, huge vision in which they feel pulled towards achieving. Third, goals versus the day-to-day. We have this whirlwind of the day-to-day, -day, right? Each day we've got up, we've got this whole list of responsibilities and things we've got to do. Yes, we've got to acknowledge that. But it's also important to acknowledge what are the specific goals that we want to work towards. So we've got our vision. Okay, well, how do we break that down? What's that next goal that we want to be working towards, that outcome that once we've got it, we've effectively moved in a very strong way towards our vision? We need to keep both of those things in our minds. Because if we don't have them both, it will all feel a bit pointless. We'll just feel like we're working really hard just to tread water. We're like running on a hamster wheel, right? We're running fast. We're keeping momentum, but we're not really going anywhere. And if we don't feel like we're going anywhere, we're not going to feel fulfilled. We're not going to feel like what we're, we're doing is accomplishing anything. We don't, we're not progressing, okay? So if we feel like we're also moving forward as part of what we're working on, that will give us the fuel in which to get up and do all of the things that we need to do and want to do. So, but in that, we don't want to get overwhelmed. I see so many people, they have like five, 10 different goals they're working on at the same time. And it's tempting, right? All these are areas that we want to work on, so many things. But when you get to like five or 10 different things you're working on, you just spread yourselves too thin. It feels overwhelming. You don't feel like you're getting enough progress at any one time. You're constantly picking one thing up, dropping one another thing down to focus on something else. And you never really get anywhere. And so therefore you just kind of stop, you give up. So if you are working on some goals, it needs to be one, maximum two. So you're really clear. 
every day you get up, you're like, what is my goal for this period, these three months? Okay, it's that. What am I doing today to get me towards that? There's no other distraction. That is the thing that you're working on. And when you get that goal, you've achieved that goal, boom, then you move on to the next goal, the next outcome, and work towards that. Because that is so much more effective. Yes, we're talking about managing multiple things, but trying to hold five different things at once and do well in those versus one, countless studies been done on this. It is by far the most effective way to just focus on one thing, get that done, and then move on to the next thing. But even though we're working on this one, maximum two goals that's going to move us materially towards our vision, we do need to recognize the day-to-day, -day, the whirlwind of what's going on for us to keep that balance in our lives, to make sure other things aren't neglected as a result. So to do that, we want to have, and this is coming into our fourth area, which is systems. Having effective systems within our life that works to our brain, that makes sure we get what we need from it. Managing all of these important things while focusing on the goals. First key, I'm going to talk about probably seven things here. Okay. Number one, habits. If every day you're constantly trying to consciously think about what you want to be doing to move forward and achieve everything you want in your life, you're going to run out of willpower very quickly. But habits, the reason why they're so powerful is they become automatic. Once you develop a habit for, say, two months, studies say 66 days at least, that habit just becomes automatic. You do it without thinking. And once you learn what habits are effective for you, put those habits into place and you do them for long enough, they become automatic and then the majority of your time is spent doing things you're not having to think about. It's just part of what you do. So that your conscious time where you're having to make decisions is kept to a small window where you can focus that energy on the things that are important about putting in new habits or setting new directions in where you want to be going. So, for example, a habit that I use is having daily, weekly, and monthly reviews. It might sound crazy and excessive, but it can be super small. And, it, and if you don't have it in your life right now, it might feel like a big burden. But again, once you do it so often for at least two months, it just becomes natural. You just do it without thinking. Secondly, accountability having somebody to work with you because the mind internally is constantly trying to be lazy so if you bring somebody else in and you know you're committed to making sure you've got do something because you've told that person that part of the brain is wanting to make sure it does it okay so having a weekly check-in with somebody else that that you trust to be able to hold you accountable is a massive way of holding towards holding yourself to the things that you're working towards. Third, your word. You know, it's a kind of an, it's an old philosophy and sometimes you know, it seems to be a bit trite, but it's so, so important. If you get into a habit of when you say you're gonna do something, you do it, 
you're telling your brain that when I say something, I do it. I follow through and get it done. So you're not constantly saying, oh, I should probably do that. I'm having to fight to make sure you have something happen. If you get into a habit of making your belief, your identity being that when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. The brain doesn't even question it. It just says, well, I've, I've said I'm going to do that. Therefore, I'm just going to do it. And it, the brain will fight so hard to make sure what it thinks of itself is true becomes true. If you get into a habit of saying you're going to do something and you don't, your identity then learns, well, when I say I'm going to do something, often I don't. So I don't need to hold myself to that. So creating positive, empowering identities and beliefs within your mind is a really powerful way to get more from yourself. And if you do certain things that develop a negative identity, that will work against you because you're fighting against your brain that thinks certain things that you don't want. Four, having a calendar or a diary. I see so, so many people uh, fall into this situation because they go to work, they've got their diary at work and they're really strict with that. They've got a meeting, they attend their meetings, or maybe most people, but then they come home and they don't have a diary. They don't have a calendar. So when they say they're going to do something on the weekend or in the evening or they commit to anything, it falls out of their mind. It's so easy to forget. So, and this is one of the most powerful things I do, have a calendar and integrate your work and outside of work calendars. So, in, so ideally, you would put all of the stuff that you're doing outside of work into your work calendar. Okay. And if you can't do that within your work calendar, do it with your personal calendar, bring your work stuff in, but make sure it's together because then you can see I'm doing this then, I'm doing that then and follow it, follow it in the evenings, follow it on the weekends. Now I'm not saying you have to be religious with your time and book everything in and every evening and weekend, you can have time to relax, but there are areas within your calendar where there's nothing in or you've put in time to just kind of do what I want, no structured time. But if you know that you're always working to a calendar seven days a week, you're always gonna to know to check in and make sure you're following through with what you wanna do. So if you're managing multiple things and you've got your, your, uh, you've got your work and you, you, know, you finish at five o'clock or six or whatever, but you wanna make sure you're doing things in the evening, you wanna be running businesses and doing all these other things and committing to hobbies and practices and so on, then, then you, you need to be able to hold yourself to committing to those times and those periods. And we can't just rely on our memory reminding us that calendar allows us to structure it and book it in, right? Get things booked in in advance. Five, inbox zero. So again, another one that I found really powerful is people's inboxes are just full of hundreds and hundreds of emails. And it just becomes this dumping ground and they get lost with all the things they need to sort out. They don't have a clear action plan around it. It's just whatever the top emails are. So a really effective way of doing this is just, if you've got a huge amount of emails, just transfer all your emails into archive. They're still there. You can access them and search them. But start again with zero emails in there. And as they come in, remove the emails that are junk and that are just trash. Put that into a separate folder and just keep what's in there, what you need to action. As soon as it comes in, action it and remove it, delete it. 
if you're finding the emails building up quicker than you're getting rid of them, then clearly you're committing to too many actions, too many emails that you feel like you wanna be responding to or deal with than you can actually handle. So you need to be changing that, right? Fundamentally, that's you're taking too much on within that media. So either remove some of those subscriptions or move them to another area, or when they come in, pull them into something else, like a nice to have or something to think about at another time, but keep that inbox just the emails that you need to action that are a priority so that they get done. Keep it at zero so when you're, when you're looking at it, it's just nice and clear. Six, streamline your communication. In this day and age, there's so many different things going on. There's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, text messages, phone calls, emails, so much. I focus on using the fewest forms of communication possible. And if people message you in other forms of communication, bring them back to those forms of communication that are important to you. Just let them know. If you want to get in touch with me, this is the medium in which I use. Just because there are 12, 20 different types of communication out there doesn't mean you have to respond and engage with people on, on all of those. By doing that, you're going to be able to stay on track with those much more efficiently and you're not going to be spending time checking them all. Seven and last have action plans and progress with analysis. So whenever you're working on something, keep it documented, either in a book or in an electronic file, make notes, analyze stuff, set action plans and keep it, keep going back to it so that you're not losing your thinking there. By doing that, it allows you to really build out your thoughts and expand on it as you move forward and keep referencing those areas. All right, lastly, time this is huge because you know you can really understand how our mind works and how to get the most out of it we can have a clear vision we pull towards what we want from our life we can have specific goals that are really effective that are going to move us towards that effectively we're going to have a clear separation of our day-to-day -day plans and have really effective ways in which to manage that right and systems in which to do that but if we have very little time available to us, we're just not gonna have much time to be able to action that, to actually follow through on all of what we just mentioned. But think about it. You listening and watching this video have just as much time as those in this world that are getting huge amounts in their lives. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, those types of individuals are getting enormous amounts in their lives how are they doing that when we have they have the same amount of time as you well they use their time much more effectively first thing to think about here is take control of your time so so many people just kind of wander through time wander through life and just let things happen oh i need to do this or i need to do that and when they go to do it they just do it without thinking what's the most effective way of doing it or is that something they actually want to be doing or is that the most efficient way of doing it or do they want to be doing something else instead they just kind of roll through it starting at the top and working through the list very inefficient way of using their time so take control think about how we can make most use of it secondly a time use review a really really easy way of doing this is just take your last week and analyze it just really really 
uh, honest and say, how did I spend my time in the last week? By 15 minute chunks, I spent an hour reading, an hour just watching TV. I spent, oh, three hours just surfing the internet. Really just get into the game and be honest how long I've spent doing my time. Then do it again for the next week and do it as you go so you can get even more honest. And I think you'll be really surprised how much time you spend just wasted, just where you've not done anything. Yes, you might have got some mild enjoyment from it, but if you look back and then decided to redo that week, how much of that time would you have changed and done something else? Probably a lot of it. So then from that, think about how you would then change that. So thirdly, look at how you spend your time in a four box model. So you've got importance and urgency. I would say most people get stuck in either important and urgent or unimportant and urgent. The mind works to be fearful, to make sure we are solving the problems that are going on that we're worried about. So we get stuck in a default of urgent. So things that are genuinely urgent and important, things that are really gonna affect us, like if we don't pay that bill, they're going to fine us and we have to pay more money, might be important and urgent if that's a lot of money. But other things that feel urgent but aren't actually important. So a commitment, say, that you'd, you promised many, many months ago, but really, if you think about it, it's not something that is moving you towards what you actually want from your life. Or a whole load of emails in your inbox that, uh, that you feel you need to action when really it's not anywhere in terms of what you actually want to do with your time. And it's not going to make you more happy or get you closer to what's important for you. So the way to deal with that is first, recognize what's actually important versus what's not important. So all of the things that you've been spending your time on, anything that's not important, remove those, free up that time. And then secondly, look at the things that have important and urgent and recognize one of those things, how could you be doing things differently to catch them before they become urgent? Because when you do something when it's not urgent, you have more control over when you do it, how you do it, you can be much more efficient in that time. When it gets to urgent, you just need to get it done and you have less control over how, how much time you can do it and when it becomes much more difficult and takes over your life a lot more. Four, be a producer, not a consumer. So social media is a good example of this. So many people spend many, many hours looking at social media or watching TV, they're consuming, they're absorbing. And yes, that's interesting or entertaining, but how far is that moving you towards what you want? Is that effectively making use of your time? Rather than producing is putting content out there. Like this video that I produce each week. When I use social media, 90% of the time that I want to be spending on that is producing, is adding value to that area rather than taking value from it. Therefore, that means that my net result in life is going to be adding value rather than taking value from it. And if you have that kind of approach, you're going to just get much more from life and be able to manage your life much better because you're not kind of wasting it in 
that consumption type mentality. Five, remove time sucks. Everybody's got those areas where we do that and we kind of find it enjoying and we just, it just, we just lose huge amounts of time doing it. So for me, it's games, it's TV, it's social media, it's notifications constantly grabbing my attention. So what do I do? I just remove those areas. I recognize that my mind will, will gravitate to those areas and spend a lot of time where I don't want to. So the easiest way to do it, remove it from my life so that, that my brain doesn't have an opportunity to engage with it. Six, outsource. So areas that you could find somebody else to do it for you cheaper, or you find that area less enjoyable than somewhere else, these are the most effective ways to outsource. So some examples are getting taxis, okay? If by getting a taxi you can work on something and get value from that time more than the time the, the, the amount of money you're spending on that taxi. Food, again, if you can buy ready-made food that's still healthy and so on, but save time by doing it and be able to use that time doing something else, we can get more value from it, more enjoyment, make more money in other ways, perfect. Getting a cleaner, virtual assistant, Amazon, so that you can spend less time having to think about where you're gonna buy it, what you're gonna buy, you just search on Amazon, done, it gets delivered to you rather than spending half a day going out and buying something. Effectively, looking at the things that you do in life and saying, well, of these things that I do, which areas could I outsource, get somebody else to do, so I can spend more time doing things that I enjoy more and make more money in those areas than it's costing me to outsource those other areas. Lastly, being able to say no. So saying no more than saying yes. Really, really big one. A lot of people struggle with this. People ask them for their time or commitments and so on. People find it very difficult to say no. So they find themselves saying yes, then getting frustrated, they've got to get all these commitments around doing it. If you learn to be able to say no to those things that you don't want to do, well, I'm going to move you towards what you actually want you're gonna have a lot more time to be able to dedicate to those things that are important to you. If you struggle in this area, a really effective way to do it is just pivot the other way. Really just practice saying no to like as many things as possible, even more things than you would normally do, just to get used to be able to say no and how you need to manage that and feeling how you feel when you say that. Might sound silly, but this is an area that a lot of people struggle with and when you get it nailed, it's really, really powerful. Another really good way of dealing with this is to think about different ways you can say no while maintaining a good relationship. So if somebody, your family, your friends, work colleagues, ask you to do something, but you don't wanna do it, and you know it's not a good use of your time, thinking about how can you do that in the best possible way. So you're still maintaining that relationship, you're still coming away from that situation in a good way. Right, because if you don't, then you could say you could handle that poorly, say no, alienate that person, and then you then get a, a big fallout, and then your mind goes, don't want to do that again. I'm just going to say yes because it's easier, it's safer, and I avoid confrontation. So, in summary, seven areas to be able to manage multiple different areas at the same time. One, self-awareness, really understanding how we operate and playing to that. 
Second, having a really clear vision in which you can direct your attention towards that will pull you towards a real important purpose in your life rather than just getting caught up in the day-to-day. Three, having specific goals that you can be working towards in the medium term that will get you towards that vision and keeping separation between that and the day-to-day whirlwind of life. Four, having systems in your life, ways in which you can manage your life, manage all these important areas at the same time so that in an automatic way, in a simple way, you're being able to follow through on all of these commitments. And then lastly, five, time, taking control of this area rather than having it control you, getting the most from your time and making sure your time is spent in an efficient way and on things that are most important and are in line with what you actually want rather than just getting caught up in doing things that aren't. Guys, I hope you found this video useful. If you did, please do like it, subscribe, to uh, my channel so you can be seeing my weekly videos share it to those that you think would benefit from it too that's all from me i hope you have a great week and i'll see you soon bye bye